0: Hi there, and welcome back to Convergently Speaking. This week is the third episode in a four-part series that I've been doing on relationships and personality. So far, I've covered introvert versus extrovert sensor versus intuitive and then this week it's thinker versus feeler uh, in the Myers-Briggs or Jungian personality system I find this one to be a particular interesting dichotomy it's one which it's one which is a little bit uh, notoriously difficult to, to understand or to comprehend and I think One of the complicating factors here between uh, a thinker versus a feeler and how those people show up in their life is this idea that people sometimes get that those that are thinkers are unemotional and and essentially don't have feelings, they're all head. And uh, on the opposite end of it, that those that are feelers are are entirely driven by feelings and don't have any logic or don't engage the, the thinking part of, of themselves. This is obviously um, really, really inaccurate. All of us have feelings and all of us think. Uh, but the, the factor here to understand is that it's what we prioritize. So for those that are feelers, they prioritize feelings, they prioritize the human element. Uh, and for those that are thinkers, they prioritize uh, data and, and logic and that kind of thing. And the, the feelings or the human element can take a bit of a back seat or a, a second priority. That doesn't mean to say that the thinkers don't have feelings that are occurring, but for the thinker, they're not necessarily putting them as front and center as much as a, as a feeler. That's their own feelings. Uh, But that's also just considering the feelings of others. Thinkers see feelings as a data point when understanding things or making a decision or interacting with others. Whereas feelers see people and emotions, uh, this is in in a general sense, see feelings and emotions as the main data point, as the most important thing. So how does this show up in relationships? The first thing that I want to acknowledge here is that both men and women have the capacity to be either a feeler or a thinker. The stereotype of the stoic man and the overly emotional uh, female in a relationship, it, it doesn't apply here. That's that's just a stereotype and it's not uh, particularly relevant or even helpful Um To what I'm talking about. I've actually seen quite a few relationships where the man is a feeler and the female is a thinker. And that's not necessarily overtly obvious from the outer. Uh, Like most things, there's there's some complexity. However, for the sake of this episode, I want to try and keep things reasonably simple uh, and speak in broad brushstrokes. So just be aware that there is more depth below this, but for the purposes of understanding how this dynamic and this dichotomy shows up in romantic relationships, we don't actually need the the full 10,000 layers of depth and detail. The main thing to be aware of in terms of how this shows up in romantic relationships is that if you have one partner who's a feeler, and the other one who is a thinker, there's going to be uh, a greater potential for hurt feelings or misunderstandings in the way that uh, problem solving is done and planning and decision making and this kind of thing. For a thinker, if they're in problem solving mode or they're, they're wrapped up in some kind of a conversation, they're likely to become more monotone more focused and much more about the facts. And in the midst of that real-time conversation, they're not likely to focus on, say, emotional validation of the other party or even uh, being all that aware of the other party's emotions and what sort of emotional impact uh, the conversation and the, the strategizing or theorizing is having. Once again, that doesn't mean to say that they don't value feelings but often for a thinker they don't see the value or the need to to, to do feelings and to mix up feelings in real time when it's a fairly um, objective or factual kind of problem-solving mission. So a really practical example would be uh, say a husband and wife who are trying to work out who's going to do the shopping and who's going to pick up the kids that afternoon. The thinker is more likely to uh, come at it uh, analytically or logically and just be looking at resolving that problem and maybe in that moment not considering the emotional impact that whatever decision is made will have on the person. So maybe one of the two jobs is uh, a substantially bigger effort or one party particularly dislikes one of those two tasks and that kind of thing. And the thinkers, generally speaking, are going to be more to the point, more clear about what needs to be discussed and, and what needs to be sorted out, and they're not going to add as much emotional validation or feeling language. So as you can imagine, it's sort of the opposite dynamic with a feeler. Feelers are, generally speaking, uh, a little bit less to the point, uh, less direct, and more consciously aware at, at all times of the feelings of the others around them and the emotional impact that what's going on may be having on that person, but also the way that they're coming across. So they're going to fluff up or add more emotional, emotive, language uh, within their communication style. They're not going to be as to the point in general and their point can sometimes become obscured by all the extra qualifications and possibly apologizing or flowery language rather than quite direct. Feelers aren't always going to say exactly what They mean or want um, for a whole variety of reasons. So, for a feeler, the human dimension is the main data point, it's their main concern. It doesn't really matter the topic of conversation, they're always going to be considered how will this impact on others? How will this impact on my tribe? How will this impact on feelings? Whereas thinkers tend to put more or less weight on the the feeling and people uh, element really based on whatever the topic is. So if a thinker is engaged in a conversation with their romantic partner where they're talking about uh, a sick pet and whether it needs to be put down or what's happening, whilst they might be focused on the logic of this and, and the finances of this and the logistics of this, they are most likely going to give some weight and some acknowledgement to the the human element, the emotional element. Because assuming the family all love the pet, this is directly involved with the, the problem solving. The feelings are going to be less on the thinker's radar. So from my observation, it really all comes down to hierarchy of priorities. Thinkers value feelings, but they tend to prioritize the thinking stuff first, whereas feelers tend to prioritize the feeling stuff first in their processes of making decisions and working out how they want to do things. So as you can imagine, uh, without understanding these dynamics in a relationship, there can be many uh, tension points and, and a dynamic which repeats over and over where both parties end up feeling hurt or misunderstood. If the thinker just jumps in and tries to problem solve and logically fix everything, for the best of intentions but without actually acknowledging those uh, emotional based intentions for example care and love for their partner the feeling partner can end up feeling invalidated can end up feeling not heard and even if their problem has been fixed uh, the, the experience that they have uh, may not have been validated in a way that they felt they needed And on the flip side, you can have a feeler who may be quite emotionally expressive and also really consciously aware of their partner's emotional world, potentially takes great effort on their birthday or Christmas, or makes a specific effort each evening to check in with them to see how they're going, which may pass as a bit unnoticed by the thinker, and without consciously realizing the the pains that the feeler is going to to communicate their love and and use their natural way of operating to try and be a blessing to their partner the thinking partner might start to develop some resentment or bitterness because they feel their partner's putting too much time or money or energy into things which aren't very logical or reasonable such as spending a whole bunch of money on birthdays or Christmas or neglecting some other areas that they would see as a priority the other way that this can really show up uh, between a feeler and a thinker is that in the mind of the thinker they can start to see their, their partner as a bit less serious Are a bit less valid in their perspective because they're not as clear and precise in their communication. Maybe they do add so much feeling type language that their message or their point gets obscured. And so whilst the the point or the perspective of the, the feeling partner is actually quite reasonable and quite And could be quite useful, The thinking partner stops taking them as seriously because essentially they're speaking and communicating on a different wavelength. Just because a fearless communication may not be as crisp and logical and sharp in how it's delivered doesn't necessarily mean that it's any less accurate or helpful. Because it's not like feelers can't be logical, it's just the manner in which they communicate sometimes obscures uh, the brilliance or the wisdom of what they're communicating. So similar to the sensor-intuitive split, having one partner who's a feeler and the other one who is a thinker can create very real and at times quite substantial misunderstandings and hurt between both partners as they're quite often communicating in different languages and therefore misunderstand what the other partner is saying and trying to communicate. The good news is that we can train ourselves to listen to our partner differently when we understand the paradigm in which they're seeing the world. Our slightly unemotional, slightly stoic partner will still express their love for us, but they may do it in a different way. So we need to teach ourselves, we need to learn the way in which they do that. And as a feeler, once we realize that they are communicating their love, they're just doing it in their own way, we can also start to see all the benefits. We can start to see the the level-headedness that thinkers often have, the clear thinking that they often have, the ability to lay out a very clear and straightforward plan uh, that some feeler personalities particularly struggle with. And on the flip side, those of us that have feeler partners can actually see that in our partner is a skill set and, and just a focus that we don't have, that they will pick up on the emotional needs of the tribe or the family Or whatever context that's going on. They're more likely to remember, not just that it's someone's birthday, but the type of things that might be a good gift to give them. Or they're more comfortable in situations where there's high emotion and and they've got that skill set to know how to navigate that space. Really what I'm saying, which is what I've said in all the episodes, is that once we can see why the other partner thinks and operates in the way they do, uh, because of the particular dichotomy, we then have the, the gift of being able to move forward and understand the complementary nature of this dichotomy difference. What I want to say lastly here is similar to what I said at the beginning, that there is quite a bit more nuance within this dichotomy based on the particular type of thinking or feeling that you have in your particular personality. So if there's little bits and pieces of this that don't totally resonate, uh, that might be the reason. Uh, But in general, I found this to be a very profound and high leverage way for a person to start to understand uh, their partner's temperament and why they go about life and decision making in the way that they do. At the risk of repeating myself, I feel it's uh, worth mentioning as well that in relationships where both parties are thinkers and both parties are feelers, there may be an inherent ability to communicate with one another, a a connection point that exists by default um, that those with the opposite dichotomies don't have. However, as I said on previous episodes, the the compromise, if you will, for this uh, dichotomy being the same within a partnership is that that they then potentially possess the same blind spots as one another. So a relationship where there are two thinkers uh, may have a weakness within their relationship on uh, dealing with theirs and other people's emotional world because neither party kind of has that as their primary focus or strength or impulse. And at the other end of the spectrum, if you have two feelers in relationships, then this can sometimes impede one's ability to get stuff done, or I should say the relationship's ability to get stuff done, or even if one person becomes emotionally triggered, the other party has less capacity to hold space because they're also so uh, emotionally sensitive that they get wrapped up in that moment rather than being able to to hold, um, hold that space in a healthy way. Of course, this is all also dependent on uh, both parties' emotional and personal development. So that's the feeler versus thinker dichotomy in the Myers-Briggs system. I sincerely hope it's been of some use to your own understanding and going forward of some use in your romantic relationships. Thanks for listening to Convergently Speaking